0: Hey guys i'm dylan and you're listening to surly talks warriors
1: kicking off another episode of the surly talks warriors podcast brought to you by our sponsors ortex industries today i'm joined by one of our starting wingers and the club's leading try scorer so far in 2022 dylan martini zelezniak cheers for jumping on bro
0: no, thanks for having me, bro. It's, um, yeah, I've seen a few of the voices and it's awesome to be on.
1: Unreal. i like to start with where it all began, bro. So born in NZ yeah. before moving over to Aussie. Can you tell us a bit about your upbringing and when did you first start playing
0: rugby league? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was born in New Zealand and lived there for five years in uh, Hamilton. Uh, my grandparents, um, with a few other people, started up a club called College Old Boys and I started playing there with my cousins at the age of four, and um and yeah, so it's been I'm what 26, 27 in August, so it's been quite a long time I've been playing footy, and um still love it as much as the day I started. So um, when I first started, I think I was picking daisies and all that. I'm not sure one of my one of my brothers definitely was, um, but um but yeah, it's a lot different now.
1: That's unreal. And you played a fair bit of uh, rep footy coming up through the grades. So how did you first kind of get noticed notice by Penrith and move into their system?
0: So, I see so yeah, I moved over when I was five. And um, when I moved over, I played division. Like uh, over here, there's a lot of, uh, especially in Penrith, there's a lot of um, people that play league. So I think I was like division three or four and then sort of one game, move up and move up and then. Uh, yeah, so uh, development starts in under-12s in, um, in Penrith. So, yeah, I played under-12s development and um, and then, yeah, just went through the system in the 13s, 14s, 15s, Howard Matthews, SG War, 20s, and then New South Wales Cup and NRL. And that was um, the short sort of like, yeah, those are the teams like that I was in to, to make my debut. Yeah,
1: man. And in 2013, you played in the under 18 state of origin for New South Wales, smashing yeah. Queensland at Suncorp. And then from yeah. there, you were picked for both the Aussie schools and the junior Kiwis, which meant to you, you had to pick yeah. between NZ and Oz. Yeah. So, how hard was that at the time, bro? And what led you towards picking uh, on you?
0: I wasn't, uh, what, yeah, it wasn't hard at all. Um, I think one thing I was, probably shouldn't have done was um, Aussie were a bit upset that I. Um, had gone straight to the Kiwis without consulting them and that. But the fact that um, I had a meeting with Steve Kearney. Um, I can't remember who else was there. And they, they came to me and it was like, um what are your thoughts? Like and I was like, "Fire you like I said I was already convinced of that you guys coming here. So the fact that you guys caught a meeting with me, um yeah there's a no-brainer like yeah I've always wanted to represent the Kiwis. I got a lot of um heritage with the Kiwis through my great grandfather Steve. So um so yeah that was pretty much a no-brainer and and again I, I grew up in Aussie too so I have like I'm I'm very grateful for Australia and what it's done for for me my family and now my wife and kids that I have here so Australia's blessed my life a lot and and when coming out through the grades to sort of it's always it's always like making Aussie was the pinnacle of school rugby like um you're mixing it with the best and that was sort of what I wanted to do is to see if I could mix it with them and then yeah that came and then at the same time I was playing 20s during school and then the junior Kiwis picked me and then I was like oh well the time's come where I've got to make the decision and yeah and it was pretty much a it was pretty much an easy one all I thought of was basically it came down to I couldn't stand against the hucka yeah like for for me like i i just it wouldn't sit right with me no you made the right choice that's for sure yeah Yeah. because like because i am australian because like i've like my 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 father was born here um, and australia has blessed us so much but um at the end of the day it's sort of like like new zealand's my roots but yeah like i said i'm very grateful to australia though Hard. And the following year,
1: 2014, round five at just 18 years old, you made your NRL debut for the Panthers against the Raiders. Two tries yeah. as well in your debut and the yeah. win at Penrith Stadium. So how did you find out you were going to make your debut and what do you remember about that game, bro? Because scoring two tries on debut yeah. is pretty unreal.
0: Yeah, they were pretty much gimme tries. Um, From my head, I was lucky enough to play outside Dean Whare yeah, and uh, Matt Moylan and... um. Those two were pretty much they were on song and I just had to finish off what they started. So I was very lucky in that area. Um but yeah, I remember that I got told on April Fool's Day. It's a pretty cool story. Um I I thought he was trying to prank me. So yeah. my my girlfriend at my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time, she um she told me she had hit me with the April Fool's prank in the morning and then when I got to training, Ivan pulled me aside and then told me that. And I was like, oh, it's another GR. Like. And I said to him, I said, oh, like, are, are you joking? Because it's April Fool's. Are you serious? And then he laughed. He laughed. And he was like, oh, no, I didn't even know. Like, you're actually playing? Yeah. And I was like, no way. What the heck? And I just acted like a few of the boys were around. And I was like, I just acted cool. And then went, to the, went and rang my dad. And my dad was overseas at the time and um, for work. And I rang him. And... Um, and he couldn't believe it, and I was like, Yeah, and he thought I was an April Fools game, too. <laughs> I think he did, I'm not sure, or something like that. He, he just couldn't believe it, and then, um, and then yeah, and then he made it back for the game, and yeah, and uh, debuted on the Monday, uh, we had a Monday night game, and um, yeah, I was lucky enough, like I said, to, to be outside of Moisa and um, and Dean Fare and. Uh, yeah, finished off what the, they started. And, yeah, it was crazy to score. To score one was, I was just like, man, what the heck, I'm actually playing in a row. And it was pouring down raining too. Yeah. And then they kicked another, they actually kicked another one, but we had practiced it all week and I was out of position. <laughs> and then but I had a head Yeah, they, the boys came over and they're blowing up at me like, man, you need to be there. Like, you were scored. And then the next one they did, I was in position and I scored. And, um, and yeah, it was just... Uh, yeah, I think Jamie Sauer kicked that ball for me and, yeah, Sauer was a really good attacking players and and player, so, um, yeah, I just, yeah, he was lucky enough to finish off what they started or created.
1: That's unreal. And did you have, like, a highlight or a welcome to the NRL moment in that game where you thought,
0: man, I'm in with the big leagues now? Well, I my, my brothers and I were talking during the week, we were like, man, like, who don't you want to run at? And we grew up, Joel Edwards was always a good hitter, like, um, I've seen a few games of his and he like he just wanted like he's like Liam Martin, like you don't think they can hit, but they can hit. And then I stepped in and then I seen him come flying at me and I was like, oh no, I was trying to avoid him. (laughs) And then he's like I turned my body to try and bump him off. And then he got he he got knocked out. And I was just like, holy crap, (laughs) <laughs> and they're not like my uncles and all that are in the stairs heaps of them in the stairs all cheering and I'm I'm feeling sorry for him getting knocked out. I was like holy crap so yeah it's a different sort of this is NRL the next week so I sort of got that um but yeah that was um the next week we played Rabbitohs and in Greg Inglis and in Sam Burgess were playing and oh, that really. was when I that was when I got a good um welcome to welcome to first grade mate Yeah, that's crazy. And later
1: that year, you are also named in the Kiwis squad for the Four Nations, but ruled out with a foot injury. And then in 2015, also set to debut, but ruled out due to suspension. But finally, May 6th, 2016, you got your first crack for the Kiwis, Anzac Test against Australia. So can you tell us a bit about that experience, Flo, playing for the country for the first time and doing the haka? Can imagine a pretty special
0: moment for you? Yeah, so in 2014 I'd played a bit of NRL I'd played 10 games of NRL um a couple games of 20s and then five games with um cup and um I was just hoping to make the junior Kiwis yeah and like get another like because I'd enjoyed it so the, so much the year before I was like yes yeah, can't wait to get in there like surely i have played some some games of NRL like I can I'm, I can get into that team and then they called me and told me I was going with the big boys and I was like what the heck like and I was like, I was on the phone, I was like, no way, like is this actually happening? And then um, and then while I was in camp, um, there was, I think Manu was uh I thought I was just going as a development player, like you know, they like to blood the young guys and yeah, and um and gave them some experience of what like it can be if you if um you make it. And um so I went in there and thinking that and then Money was out the first training session, or was it the uh, first or second training session? I thought he was just getting his body ready for um, for the game. Yeah. And then Steve Kearney came to me and said, I'll be making my debut that weekend for the Kiwis. And I was just like, what the heck? And I think a big part of that was because I played outside Dean Friday at Penrith and we had a good combo going. So Dean Friday sort of carried me in my uh, first couple of years in NRL. And... um Humble. Yes, yeah, so I, I yeah, I already know a lot. I learned a lot of him and um and he's still one of my good mates. But um, but yeah, and then Steve Payne told me I was playing, and I was like, no way, what the heck? So I went to the toilets so and I was fist and I was like, yes, yes, I'm playing. What the heck? And then I went to the beach the um straight after that session, we went to the beach for a recovery session. And you know, those waves would just come over and then um and I, I went over the wave and then when I came down and like when the water went down and I stepped like I stepped on a piece of, like the sand, and I, my foot rolled, and I broke my foot. What are the odds, bro? Yeah, I broke my foot, and like they gave me to captain's run. They are like, "Oh, um, like we'll try." And then I got a scanned on captain's run, and then the the lady came out. Yeah, I think it was a lady, and said that no, you're you got a fracture in your foot. And I was like, "Oh, what the hell?" So yeah, pretty much that was that, that was real devastating because. Eh? it was sort of would have just topped my year off. We we got to a prelim final, which was crazy enough. Yeah. And then I got to play, make it to the Kiwis and then let alone like them telling me I'm going to play. Um, and then I break my foot. It was pretty, pretty sad, pretty humbling. Um, sort of, um, I, I learned a lot that, that um, from that injury though, like I met a few people that sort of felt for me and sort of made me realise the position I'm in. I'm actually very lucky and, and those kinds of things. So, um, I learned a lot of lessons that I've held for a long time from um, that injury. And then the next year, um, make the ANZAC game. I'm like, yeah, sure, I can play this game. And then I'm in I'm in this uh, the week before I did a tackle and it was a penalty. It was like, I sort of like tilted him a bit. He landed on his arm and then it was just a penalty. And then I went into camp. No one knew anything. I went into camp and then we we're in the bus. And then uh, Mook, Steve Kearney hops on the mic and said, hey, boys, like, there's A bit of a thing going on, Dallin's not playing this week, he's been suspended for one week. And I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, Well, like, you trying to get me from last year, like, yeah, you're not gonna get me. And then he goes, No, nah, mate, I'm serious, like, you're not playing. And I like, I sort of broke down, and I was like, What the heck, yeah, what's going on? Like, and it wasn't even like, it was just a penalty, like, there was nothing in it, yeah. I couldn't believe it, they suspended me for one week, and so I missed that Anzac test. And then at the end of the year, my we were going on tour and my lung collapsed around 18. So they put me out of that. And then I was like, oh, fire up. Like, and then the next year, finally, 2016, the Anzac test came again. And then I went to camp. I literally, like, did not do anything. I trained. I went back to the room. The boys went to the beach. And I went and I, went and I said to the coach, look, i like, do you mind if I just sit and watch? Like, yeah. Watch the boys swim in that, and then um, I was coached with someone, and um, and they're like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, you'll be fine." So I sat there watching them all swim, and I went back to my room. And I was just chilling, and then I finally came before the game, and um, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually happening!" Like, I was getting ready, and I was like, "Fuck! What the heck's going on?" And then I remember singing the national anthem, and I like sort of teared up a bit, and it was like. It was actually a pretty because I had been delayed those those three times yeah. to be able to be there. It meant a lot more too because I hadn't had those opportunities before. So um, and then doing the haka, like I don't know if you question the haka, yeah, it was like going back to that meeting where I said I couldn't stand against the haka. To be able to do it against Australia with people like Cameron Smith playing, Greg Inglis, I think Semi Red Raja I came up against Greg Inglis was a center. I was just like, I'm doing a hucker against these guys." I watched this all on TV when I was younger, so um, yeah, like, they were all pretty surreal moments. Say, so, like, I used to have to pinch myself and like, "Man, is this actually happening, or am I just dreaming?" Like, yeah. So, I've had some, yeah, some pretty good memories, and just talking about it now, sort of, you're getting those feelings again.
1: Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, my Kiwis journey to my first game was a pretty, um, was a pretty, yeah, funny one, different one. For sure. And sticking to Kiwis as
1: well, in October, you yeah. were then named the captain of the Kiwis, following in the footsteps yeah. of your grandfather, who was the first Moldy to captain the Kiwis as well. Yeah. So both unreal achievements. Can you tell us a bit about what being named as captain meant to you and also your family? Because it's obviously a pretty proud moment.
0: Yeah, I think I didn't expect it. Eh? Like I, um, we went to that Denver test that we had and managed to name a captain and he said to us, he's looking for a captain. And as like a 22-year-old, all of us, like the young boys, we just like, in one year, out the other, like, well, yeah. hey, that's not for us. That's for the older boys. And then during that during that um, that tour to Denver, he um, he pulled me aside and he goes, hey, mate, like, sort of like what you're about. Like, would you mind being in the leadership group? And I was like, oh, like, I'd never been in one before. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, oh i will be interested to learn a few leadership skills and get to mix it with like the older boys and sort of learn off them as well, in you know, a leadership sense. And um, and then yeah, then we went away from that. We had a good game against England. We didn't get the the treats, but uh, we sort of I think that was was that matches. Yeah, that was matches first game, hmm. I think. And then uh, we came back. And then yeah, like you said, he he rang me just before our tour, and he said, "Hey, mate, like you're still keen on um." being in the leadership group? And I said, like, yeah, yeah, like I said before, I was like, it'd be cool to, to learn some things and, um, and like and learn off the older boys. And then he said, um, said no, nah, like, he goes, oh, sorry, he goes, uh, what do you think about leading that leadership group? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? Like being a spokesperson, like just having to like, when we come up with our things, then I just relate to the team or yeah. I'm the person that sort of gives what the leadership group came up with. And then he's like, no, like, I want you to captain this tour. And I went, my wife was in the car. And then I was like, I looked at her and I was like, did you just say what I think he said? And I actually said, no. I like, I said, oh, look, Madge, like, I appreciate that so much. But I know there's a lot of older boys that have been there, done that, and that uh, look like they actually really want this. Like they might want this kind of thing. Well, they really might, like they, they do want that. and um. And I said I don't think it will sit right with the team, like if because I'm so young too. And he goes, I don't know. He goes, I've spoken to the other boys and they they're actually on board with it as well. And then I was like, oh, what the heck? And yeah. then he goes, and I was like, I was doing everything to like not to say no, but like I just didn't know like why. And then he explained it to me why. And he goes, and one big thing he gave me was like, don't. Just because I've named you doesn't mean you have to change anything. Just keep going about the way you go about games and go about your life. And for me, that was like, I was like pretty like stoked that he saw like he was actually watching in the way I do things. And then anyways, I still like he gave me a night to think about it. So I rang like people close to me, ring my parents, let them know my parents. My mom was like straight away. My mom, she's the granddaughter of grandpa Steve. Yeah. So was like, yeah, you gotta take it. That's yours. And I was like, no, mom, like, and my dad, so my dad was on the same like, same wavelength as me. Like, um, like, are you ready for this? Like, are you ready for the pressure that comes with it? Mm. And I was thinking to like, and I was talking to my dad, and I was like, Yeah, that's my big thing. Like, is it and my dad was like, is it gonna sit right with the team? You don't want to cause a uh grieving. not that he didn't believe you. he goes I can believe you. you can do it but like I just want you to be ready yeah and I was like yeah exactly that's why I was talking to them and then I rang Gus and I rang the uh Cameron Serrato the coach at the time at Panthers and let them know what do they think and Gus is like yeah you deserve it mate like go and like be the person you are and and captain this team so I rang him back the next day and I go look Madge. um a thought about it and yeah like oh, if everyone's on I said to him if everyone's on board I said if one person's not I don't want to do it I said I can't I can't do that if if no like if no one wants this and then he said no it's all good and then, then when I got into camp he announced me to the boys and all the boys are happy and it just that just gave me confidence like yeah. I didn't care about anything else but the respect of the boys so when I got the respect of them and and all of them were excited sort of just Everything else was just like oh, yeah, that's sweet. I can do it, and then um and then yeah, like and for my family, it was huge um to be able to put my grandpa's name back where it once was, his last name. Um, yeah, it's um it's still still to this day is pretty um pretty cool. It's unreal, and you
1: captain the boys to a massive win as well at Mount Smart against Aussie. How was that,
0: bro? Yeah, yeah, that was um that's my first win against Aussie too. Yeah. So um so yeah that was um yeah that was that was one I'll never forget. But um i still like that photo get framed and it'll be up in probably one of my main jerseys that I'll be hanging up and one I can tell my kids about the stories and and that and hopefully my son. And do something like that or uh, yeah, live up to it or something I don't know but be up to him but yeah something my kids can sort of if I can do it they can do it that's unreal
1: and then the following season back to club footy you were granted a mid-season release to join the Dogs. so how did that opportunity yeah. arise bro and was it a hard decision to leave the Panthers after playing over 100 games for the club
0: yeah, yeah that was hard I still look back to it now like it was yeah it was a tough because I grew up there and still still have a lot of mates there that um that are there also like Ivan and uh Ivan who gave me my debut is there and I had a lot of things like going on like in, in my life and I think a change was just what I needed and at the time it was sad like but uh with my family and my wife and kids and that it was the best thing for us. And um and yeah I went to the Bulldogs and I got to link up with someone like Warapawadi that I liked growing up and uh, sort of before he went on his mission, I used to go to his talks and that at church and that and um and yeah to link up with him and then Remus Smith who's um I'm close with uh, his, his dad's my manager oh, so nice. yeah I had um, yeah so pretty close with Remus and uh, yeah got to link up with them and yeah we did well when I first got there and then the next year probably yeah not so well. <laughs> And the year after that, not so well. So, um, see, so yeah, when I first got there, it was, it was really, it was really good. And yeah, but that um, twenty twenty still probably to this day is probably yeah, the worst season I've ever had. And
1: then your next release was to join the mighty Warriors, and us fans were certainly stoked yeah. about that. So, how did that opportunity arise, bro? And what attracted you to the Warriors?
0: Um, yeah, like like uh, the doggies. So they the doggies didn't didn't um saw different path with me there so they um they shot me around and then I sort of got an idea of where I wanted to go and I had a few clubs I had to choose from and then the Warriors didn't come up in the conversations but they came in towards the end when I was making my decision and sort of just like straight away because as a kid in Aussie you never think you can play for the Warriors because you got to move back there and live yeah and like because I've always been in Sydney, I was like, never thought of like, oh, I can I can move back to NZ and play for the Warriors. So, and then when they came and they were interested, and it's the first time they've ever, ever been interested. And I was like, holy crap! Like, yeah, like I want to go. Like, I told my, I went and see my dad. My dad's been a diehard Warriors fan since '95. So that's unreal. So he, as soon as I said, oh, Dad, like um, the Warriors just came to the table and um, want me there, and they're about to send an offer through. And my dad was like, "Yep, you got to go there, son. Go there now." <laughs> and then my mum was like, "No, he can't go because he's gonna be away from us." Yeah. And my mum, my mum likes to hold on to us kids and um, can't let us go. So then that came, and I and I wanted to take my wife and kids back to NZ and sort of experience where I'm from. I want my kids to learn Māori. I want my wife. We're actually going to learn Māori. My wife's going to learn it too with me. So um, unreal. So yeah, like that's one thing I, I really want to. To come back home and let my kids and my wife get in touch with a place where I'm from and my heritage. So um, so yeah, it was pretty much a like as soon as they came, I said, yeah, I told them, you like, yeah, that's I want to go there. Like um, that that's where I want to be. And I and for me, I I wanted to be a place where I was happy because when I'm happy, I play better. Yeah. And um, and yeah, and, and yeah, I'm here now and um, enjoying my footy. Um the moment a bit scratchy at the moment but yeah just I'm, I'm, I'm getting back and, and sort of loving my footy and um, yeah we're trying to do something special this year.
1: Stoked to have you bro and then you made on to make your club debut and then since then you've been a regular starter on the wing for us so what have you yeah. enjoyed the most about your time at the club so far and how do you think the Warriors environment's
0: different to your previous setup? I think um the boys I, I every club like I've always got along with the boys that's that's never been an issue but um yeah I think there's a lot of poly boys here too that um sort of made the transition a lot easier for me because we were brought up the same and did the same things and even like I knew a lot of boys from like Wade Egan. I played with them at Panthers and so like the the group of boys like it's just a good mixture and um. Also, like the we have some things that um, keep us connected to home through the Māori heritage and um, and things back home. And like when I got a taste of that, I knew straight away this is why I signed here because I, I we've done a few things this year through um, on the cultural side of things, where would, um, being able to tap into um, into our Māori heritage and. Um, and then just sitting back there and hearing it all and, and, um, just like reassures me why scientists, for that reason to just get a taste of home and, um, try and yeah, um, ignite something in me and see, see what I can do. Yeah.
1: Unreal. And having captained the Kiwis and played over 150 NRL games, I'd imagine you're considered a leader in the team, especially in the back line. So how have you found working with the young outside backs we have at the Warriors this year? And is leadership a role you enjoy within the team?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still learning myself. Like, yeah, I've been around a while, but I'm still learning my trade and learning new things. Um, especially young boys coming through, they're the next couple of kids coming through and they sort of um can teach you a lot as well. But on um, vice versa, like, I'm not one to go out and say, hey, like, we need to do this, we need to do that. But I like to be approachable for the young kids to be able to come to me and then, like, hey, what would you do here? Or what can I do here? How, like, and then I can help them. Like, I've never been one to sort of, like, tell someone on how to play, I think. Yeah, like I sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's not like you go out there and like leaders are going to tell people like this. you should play. This you should play. But I just more of a. I like to be approachable, so if they ever need help, they know they can come to me. And and, and I do get the opportunities to be able to teach the boys something, or uh, especially we have got a young uh, some young centers, so um, sort of trying to work out what their strengths are and weaknesses, in working alongside them that's that's um that's one that's not challenging but something we can sort of just we're just scraping the surface right now and hopefully we can keep working together and for a winger your center's everything so yeah. i like to work closely with my center and um like i said at the start being Friday like he he was um he was ridiculous so i like to work closely with them because um really like it not They're the other ones that make you look good and scoring those tries in the corner and that and it helps having walshy there too so yeah well um Yeah, well, playing outside Sean and and Walsh, you get a lot of space. And um, like I said at the start of the podcast, you get to just finish off some things that they create.
1: And injuries are unfortunately a part of the game. And a couple of weeks back against the storm, you had a pretty nasty head knock after an accidental knee from Big Nelson. How hard is it to bounce back from an injury like that, bro? Because you were named in the team only two weeks later.
0: Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. Like it looked bad. Like, uh, my wife, my wife was real scared. I got the talk when I got home. i uh, like, I don't think you should be playing for a couple of weeks. I'm like, hey, I'm fine. Like, I'll be, I'll be good. Like, I passed my head assessments. I knew exactly, like, as soon as I came to, like, they asked me what the date was, knew the date, knew the time, knew who we were playing, knew where I was. Like, and they were pretty shocked. And then the next morning I passed my HIA and they're like, oh, fire. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad, but uh, I mean, and then they had to, we had to, I had to do all these other things, these protocols and that, so they definitely gave me, the like, they wanted me to have the week off just because of how nasty it was, but, um, but yeah, I think the hardest thing was I, I broke my thumb at the start of the year, and then I came back, and I, like, just trying to stream games together is um, was my hardest thing, so I've played two now, so this is my third game, I think this is my longest stint this year, three games in a row, so so hopefully I can finish the season off injury-free, touch wood, and, um, and, yeah, we can do something special. Sure,
1: fingers crossed. And later this year, the team will play their first game back in NZ for over three years. Are you excited to yeah. get to Mount Smart and play your first home game there for the Warriors?
0: Yeah, I'm excited. As the boys, so the the boys that have played there before for the Warriors, they, they talk about it. And um, I've, I've played against the Warriors there, mm. and – uh, you can hear the crowd going, but you don't really notice it because you're the way team. But um but yeah the boys said it's unbelievable like just the way the crowd is, the way they cheer and the sort of the second wind you get. So you are hearing the boys talk about that and then the club telling us how how big our fan base is back home and uh, I think is the game sold out already? Yeah it's or, pretty close to yeah. 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 So um so yeah it's getting yeah, it's getting pretty um, pretty close and I'm really excited. We Can't wait to have you back.
1: And uh, away yeah. from the field, you're, yourself and your brother Malachi, you've formed a successful business, uh, recently yeah. opening your first retail store. So congrats on that, bro. Has business yeah, always you. been a passion of yours? And what led you into like the watch game?
0: So it's actually my my brother was um, researching it one night because we used to travel to training together at Penrith. And then you hop in the car in the morning, and then you start talking. I'm like, "Right, you brush your breath this morning." <laughs> 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 um, no, he um he researched it, and he actually said, "Oh, bro, you can actually do this." And I was like, "Oh, that's mad!" Like, and then he he basically does it all. Like, I'm sort of just help like put it out there, and yeah, we actually the more you win, the the more the, the people come onto the site and visit it and that so Crazy. um didn't do too well when i was at the board <laughs> but um, but, um, but yeah um, yeah the business is going well he's um he opened up the shop um probably two weeks ago now yeah and uh, it's doing really well so uh it's been going for th- four years almost i think and um and yeah he's doing really well and um yeah real proud of him and the sort of life after footy he's created for himself too is um is good I said he might have to open up another shop so when I finish up uh, I can I can do that one but um but yeah now he's uh, it's, it's it's doing well and yeah he's just grateful that he was able to retire and transition into something like that. And on to last week's game quickly,
1: a real game of two halves with South starting strong and then the boys coming back flying in the second half to go down by two points. What do you think brought on the momentum shift in the second 40, bro? Because I feel like there was another five minutes, the boys probably would have got the win.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel like if there was another minute. I reckon we were that set where we kicked for the field goal. I think we go down there, I think we we were scoring there. We just had a lot of momentum. Uh, I've been in in games. I was at Penrith one time. We're playing the Warriors, and we went in the halftime twenty eight 0 and we came back and won. And it had that same feeling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think and I think when that run didn't start so so we played it. I think 10, 10, 15 minutes, or was it the last seventeen minutes that we started piling on the points? And I think it just gives you a lot of confidence that if you can do it in seventeen minutes, imagine what you can do in eighty. So yeah. So I think like we. Like although we didn't get the two points, we learned a lot from that game and sort of just belief in us, in ourselves, and in um, what we can actually do if we play to our potential. And I don't think this year we've played a full eighty minutes to our potential. So, um, so yeah, like and uh, for me, that's a real good sign that if we can play the like this, uh, um, like that second half, then we're gonna be. Yeah, we can mix it with the top teams. Unreal. and taking on the dragons
1: this weekend, the second time facing them this year. What do you think will be the key focuses heading into this week to come away with the win?
0: So we just we just had our first training session today, uh, went over a little bit of the game and then we touched on the dragons. So yeah, I think we just I think the big one is showed throughout, I think everyone will be able to see we just gotta focus on ourselves and get us right. And um, the rest will look after itself. Like once we're down there, it's, it we can score points. Like the points are in us through the players we got too. Like you got boys that can just break open games. So I think if we just focus on ourselves and, and grind teams down, then um, yeah, we we'll like we're gonna be fine. We just need yeah, focus on ourselves will be a big one, and we'll be fine.
1: Let's rip into some quick fire stuff to finish, bro. A bit more casual. Uh, what are your yeah. favourite things to do outside of footy?
0: Things to do, uh, probably. Yeah, I love to spend time with my kids, my wife. Um, other than that, I've got to, like I love a bit of gaming, like I play at the start of every week, um, a couple games on the computer, and that. So, yeah. um, that's probably one thing I do away from footy that I really enjoy too. And who's the biggest joker or pest in the team? Probably Jazz,
1: yeah, that's a name the that comes up all yeah. the time, <laughs> him
0: and his dry jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No good, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a prankster too. So yeah. Favorite yeah.
0: sport outside of footy. Favorite sport outside of footy. Um,
1: I, don't, oh, I don't. know. I don't know. I gotta.
0: Don't really watch too much. Uh, like I'll, I'll watch here and there. Probably a bit of NFL or like yeah. um, basketball games. Not full, like full games and that. But, um, but yeah, just my time gets taken up with my wife and kids. So, um, don't have much time to do things. Yeah,
1: yeah, and run it straight challenge. Who's the one warrior you'd least like to run it at?
0: The one warrior, probably Adam Logie. Yeah, yeah, probably those two. Those are, the are always least. the
1: common two eh? Hey? Yeah. the big fellas. Yeah, yeah. and a couple of listener questions that have come through as well. Uh, do you have a most memorable try or try assist?
0: Remember we'll try try assist. Um, yeah, probably my first year the tri assist in the first semi against Roosters. Everyone read us off and ball was grubbering and I flicked it behind back to Dean Fodder and Dean Fodder scored to level up the game. That was pretty cool. Unreal.
1: And uh, how special was it to be able to play with your brother at Penrith?
0: Yeah, it was really um to be able to play in his debut was um. Fell on my again. It's still one of the highlights of my career. So, yeah, like um, let it, to play in a role is, is hard, but let alone alongside your brother. Senna, or oh, Senna, he was wing is um is really hard. So, yeah, that was, um it's a special moment, not only for me, but for him and our family. That's unreal. And the last one from Isaac
1: Brown, and he says, what's the first thing you're doing when you get back to Aotearoa?
0: The first thing I do, I want to get steak and cheese pie. Yeah. Go to a bakery, get a steak and cheese pie and um a cream bun. Yeah. Pies um, are no
1: good over there, yeah. right?
0: Nah. Like everyone raves on about the pies over here. But I was like, man, like, I always say to everyone, you haven't had a pie till you've gone to New Zealand. Trust me. 100%. 100%. A, yeah. A pie. Yeah, I just. I
1: would love a pie, eh? <laughs> I can see it in your face. Bro. <laughs> My mouth's
0: watering, just thinking about steak and cheese pie. <laughs>
1: that's unreal. Well, that's all I've got, bro. So thanks yeah. for taking the time to jump on and have a chat about your career so far. All the best for this weekend and up the Warriors.
0: Nah, to you. Thanks, brother. Legend.